Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Robin Ware, 456 at Gmail, was what the then vice president used as communication to commit treason. 82,000 pages of emails. And the FBI knew nothing. I don't know nothing. Wasn't the Jerky Boys Brett Ware? See if we could find a clip about Brett Ware. It must be Robin Ware's brother. In the meantime, this would be troubling. But I think uh, instinctly, everybody knew Joe Biden was a traitor. Everybody knew he was a corruptor. After all, he was a sitting Democrat for 50 years. And that's kind of where they all are, including... Um, Bob Menendez, who's right back on track after after being caught as an agent of a, a, of a corrupt hellhole third world country. You didn't weren't able to go to the last classified briefing because Schumer didn't let you. Why are you going to this classified briefing? First of all, you're wrong about that. He didn't say you can't go. He didn't not let me. So that's just the wrong assumption. I'm so sorry, sir. So why why did you go to this classified briefing? Because getting an update on Ukraine is something that's worthy as we consider the supplemental. But you're being accused of aiding a foreign government. Why is that? A- Notice all the crooks. They want to give the money to Ukraine because they're just as crooked as the American Democrats. Bob Menendez driving around in a car like a man, like he actually did something with his life. What? Millions in his coats because he doesn't trust the banks. Democrats know what they are. And everybody who votes that way, they know they're half-assed gangsters, too. They just went in on it. Appropriate for you to go to a classified briefing. You know, Manu, I know you got to make news. Bottom line is, I'm a United States senator. I have my security credentials. And an accusation is just that. It's not proof of anything. That's the second time you've had an accusation. Uh, the other one was underage hookers testifying to your frequency of visiting whorehouses in third world countries. But you're a Democrat. And the bad guy is the American who makes money, right? That's what Chuck Schumer wants you to believe. The supplemental. On Monday, Speaker Johnson and House Republicans released a totally unserious and woefully inadequate package that omitted aid to Ukraine, omitted humanitarian assistance to Gaza, had no funding for the Indo-Pacific, and made funding for Israel conditional on hard right, never going to pass proposals. What a joke. Yesterday's after, yesterday afternoon, President Biden issued a veto threat on the GOP proposal. And it's no wonder why it needlessly politicizes aid to Israel. It balloons the federal deficit. Here the House is talking about we need to pay for to reduce the deficit, and they put in a provision that actually increases the deficit. 
Why? Because they don't want their super rich, mega wealthy friends to be audited. No, 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 Chuck. What is the uh, tax rate on Bob Menendez's bribery? What is the tax rate on the dimwit in diapers you just call president bribery? And you've all known each other. The three of you Democrat whores have known each other for at least 35 years. You didn't know about the aliases and the 82,000 emails? A Georgia-based conservative legal group issued a joint filing with the National Archives to release information that President Biden had sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails under a pseudonymous account while he was serving as vice president under Barack Obama. The emails. See, now, in, in other countries, even in this one, prior to the Democrats becoming a Marxist mafia, that's treason. And then what most people understand is corruption trickles up. And that means Barack is as crooked as Grand Avenue as well. But we all knew that. After all, he went from a bust out in Chicago that was laid on his Chrysler 300 payments. He couldn't buy real estate without Tony Oresco's greasy help. In the meantime, I think he has $100 million in assets now. How much is a DuPont mansion? That's where Joe Biden has been living since 1982. We're contained in three shadow addresses. Robinware456 at Gmail, JRBware at Gmail, and Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov, according to the file. Ooh, that one's a Gov email. Now, how in the world can't the forever bothering Italians, Federal Bureau of Incompetence, how could they not know that? What were they doing? Were they all flying around on the jet? Bling by the Southeastern Legal Foundation on Monday. We've had previous reports on some of these emails based off of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Most prom- Yeah, but the FBI had that since December 2019. All of the evidence in the world to stop this, what we're now experiencing, and all of this, all of it, from the inflation, from the collapse, from World War III that we're in, all, none of it had to happen. It could have all been stopped. But our country is so unmoored and so used to Democrat scumbags, whether they're in Cook County, Chicago or Washington, D.C., they're not even offended at the money. They're just jealous that the checks weren't into them. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'm here to inform the House of Representatives that the Oversight Committee has indeed brought forward the receipts in our impeachment impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Through our investigation, we have under, uncovered a check to Joe Biden for $200,000. This comes from foreign funds from a country in the Middle East through a struggling company. And you can see the check is directly made to Joe Biden. This is what money. Now, I wonder, was it Hamas that cut him the check or Hezbollah? How about Houthis and the Blowfish? Easy, Kamala Harris. Nobody's queuing you up. In the meantime, if it comes from the Middle East, it probably, probably comes from drug dealers because we now know the link between the Middle East and the cartels. Mr. Farah, the evidence that links the Sinaloa cartel and Hezbollah has been well documented by the DOJ through arrests and indictments and the relationship between the two organizations. You mean the DOJ? They didn't know? They had no idea. Got a check for 200 grand to a vice president. Didn't know? Doesn't set off any red flags. It's funny. My uh, my skincare company, High Tide Cream, there's there, there's a problem opening bank accounts because it has a, a product that the government doesn't like. Ooh, you can't open a bank account. We're going to crack down on business. But if you're a senator, a vice president, or even a president, you got 200000 from a front front company? 
a phony LLC created in Delaware that ties links right back to the Middle East terrorists, you're okay. Don't worry about a thing. Stations has fueled instability between Latin America and the Middle East for the last decade. Can you describe that relationship to us today? The Mexican cartels and, and Hezbollah have primarily a financial relationship that allows them to move uh, money to designated terrorist organizations in the Middle East in exchange. And see, like the Soviet Union, you get away with murder. Any crime you want, any any kind of, uh, you can move any product that's prohibited by the government. All you have to do is bribe the right politician. So when I play you these clips, it's because what you see and everyone, the immigration problem, it has nothing to do with what the news wants us to focus on. What it has to do with clearing the path to putting terrorists in this country, clearing the path by the highest politician in the country, the president himself. Why else would the Middle East give him 200,000, the dirty, wet-diapered whore that he is? When you look back to 2017, that number was at two. A year later, six, it was zero in 2019. Uh, enter 2020, that number starts to go up, and it goes up big time. Uh, to 2023, 169 arrests on the terror watch list at our southern border. That's arrests. Gotaways, we don't have any idea. The estimate is between six and ten million. We don't have an idea, but what we do know, there is more coming. Now we are learning more about a caravan of nearly 5,000 people making their way to the United States from southern Mexico. The leader of that caravan. Yeah, there's one leader saying this. This is my favorite part. Here's the leader of a caravan, meaning a third world educated buffoon. And he understands exactly what Joe Biden is. I believe that uh, the, the Biden administration has uh, dropped the ball. Joe Biden administration has lost the ball. Has lost, does not know what to do with immigration, has been decent on thing, and has lost a lot of the power or hasn't even called the countries into sitting down and make sure that he finds a way to, to stop this immigration, this bleeding. He, he has he's just lost the ball. He's not doing anything. That's, that's a juvenile way to look at it. What he's doing is bailing out his ghettos that are led by part of the Marxist mafia. You know, Democrats that have destroyed the quality of life for decent people in their formerly great cities, like Chicago or Crook County or Illinois in general. Same thing in New York. So you got to figure out a way to send them billions. I know. State straining to cover the costs. New York currently spending $2 billion to deal with the border crisis, of course, because this is a sanctuary city, and they flow in. Governor Kathy Hochul calls all of it unsustainable for the state of New York. Chicago facing questions over putting $150 million aside for illegal immigrants next year, while many of the people who are living there, American citizens, are struggling. And in Colorado, Denver has spent $24 million on immigrant services as of September. And all of these Democrat-run, half-assed, gangster, mafia cities all have one thing in common. Democrat judges, like the dog-faced judge in Colorado, who wants to keep Trump off the ballot. Because they got to keep this scam going. They steal in the open. Everybody knows that they steal. And nobody wants it to stop. They just want in on it, don't you, Democrats? Remember when Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. Well, not only did he lie about his son, Hunter, making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account. 
Is that the same bank account he used to bounce checks out of? And, you know, when you've bounced a few checks like I did, you know, when I was trying to get started, it, uh, anyway, that's over. <laughs> the traitor and thief not only stole the election, he sold out your country. And for small money, it only took what? Eight million, ten million, twenty million. What exactly is this dimwit in diapers worth? So he became a traitor. And now he's the president. And Democrats, they'll vote for him again because they want that Chinese 40,000 in their accounts, the filthy animals. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When you realize how much of our government doesn't need to exist because they're wasting money, I'd say all of it. And I'm dead serious. How could it be we have the Department of Justice, we have an FBI, we have all kinds of agencies to guard against spying and treason? Everybody missed a Gmail account. You missed a Gmail account going to the vice president with hundreds of thousands of dollars being deposited. I don't know. I missed it. E-laundering looks like... We've also uncovered and released today another check to Joseph R. Biden for $40,000. This $40,000 is a check written to him by his brother and sister-in-law, Sarah and James Biden. And this check comes from funds. Now, I can't get it straight. Was James the, the scumbag who killed the, uh, the California uh, bicyclist father of two with the rented Jaguar? And then said he had no money, or is that the other dimwit? They all look the same to me, you know, short in the pants, stupid looking, bald. Directly through money laundering through the CCP. No president of the United States, no vice president, no office holder should ever engage in money laundering, receiving money, selling out their office, selling out their power. Every Democrat does that. Everyone. Everyone. This is what they do. This is how they operate. And how do they fund it all? They don't pay taxes. What's the tax on political bribery? What's the tax on a campaign contribution? They all have war chests. All of them, Republicans and Democrats, have war chests with hundreds, if not millions, if not tens of millions. What's the tax rate on that? And those chests, they get to pay for all their guts on ghoul. They get to go on vacations. They take their side girlfriends to lunch in cheap hotels. And uh, they're going to raise taxes on us, the working people, even though that pool is getting smaller and smaller of private, honest money. Isn't it, Chuck Schumer? by the IRS, like every other citizen is. As we know, when Trump was president, he almost exempted them from auditing. So- no, 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 no. For, wait a minute. I want to know how many times you've been audited, because you've never had a job. Never. You've only made, what, a couple hundred grand on your good years, maybe 300. How do you have all that stuff? And what about your two unpleasant-looking daughters, Facebook and Amazon? What do they make? What's the lobbyist? How many lobbyists on K Street? Get audited. Is there a percentage or a stat where I could find that, Schmuck Schumer? Someone making $40,000 a year had a greater chance of being audited than someone making $4 million a year. It's amazing that the main focus, as the world is in crisis in the middle... By the way, what that guy making more money does is employ more Americans, consume more things, pay more sales taxes. The money just doesn't go under the bed. In fact, the only time we have unaccounted money is once it enters the government. Then what you guys do in your kickback schemes called infrastructure and the rest of it, we really start to lose track of it. How many times has the IRS audited, say, one of your spending bills? 
What if they turned around and looked at where the money really is wasted, huh, Schmuck? At least in Ukraine, in Chuck, the Indo-Pacific. Terrible. Our House Republicans are spending more time trying to further reduce taxes of those who don't pay much tax anymore and at all. Now, just some stats real quick here. The vast majority of Americans pay nothing in taxes. Out of the people who they take t- taxes out of their account, there's a massive percentage that get more through schemes of uh, welfare in another phrase than other. In fact, it's only about 28 to 32 percent of all working Americans actually pay taxes. And the more money they make, the more taxes they pay. For instance, the real one percenters, even though they don't stay there often, they pay 80 percent of all revenue. The problem is when they steal our money and then spend more in debt and get kickbacks to the politicians that policy profit from it, like Chuck Schumer and every other Democrat you've ever known in your life, like the Jane Byrne ramp. You don't really think it costs that, do you? Of course not. There's kickback money in it, like the like the money to the UAW. First, first, the government gives the phony company of which they own the majority stock in a phony line of credit. Then they give the poor workers, what, 30 percent? And the other kickback goes to the campaign coffers. Am I, am, I, am I speaking English? Are there all CPS students who can't keep up? So I'm so glad that President Biden issued a strong veto message. I'd urge every House Republican, every House Democrat, every Senate member to read the president's veto message. It's strong and well thought out. And he, meant, and he talks about it politicizing aid to Israel, it ballooning the federal deficit, and it failing to address the national security threats that America faces around the globe, particularly our need to help Ukraine provide humanitarian aid to Gaza and help in the Indo-Pacific. So did he just did he just swallow snot squirrel? He's a he's a snot swallower, isn't he? I would have bet spitter. The House GOP proposal is not going anywhere. Scum. Scum of the earth. Uh, Jay in Chicago. Hey, Sean, just dovetailing on what you're talking about with keeping the scam going. I just heard your lovely uh, news reporter uh, tell us that the Chicago (laughs) Public Schools uh, head is trumpeting their 84% graduation rate. Well, I just did a quick little Google, and I saw that in spring of 2023 that the 12th graders coming out of Chicago Public Schools are doing uh, their reading at a 22% clip. In other words, they're reading at 22% of what kids their age all across the country are yes. reading. So they're missing out on like 78%, all right? Well, the, the, now let's get to math, 19%. All, yeah, but you're giving them, a, you're just giving them, you're giving them an achievement they didn't earn because you want to build that arrogance and entitlement. Now, every one of these poor kids who were short, shorted by the very system that was supposed to educate them, now they're illiterate. But yet they feel entitled. So now you have to lower the standards. This is this is what living among Democrat and third world corrupt hellhole people. This is what it's like. You just keep lowering the standards. And that's why when you watch the news, what are the real businesses of the Chicago public school grant? That's right, Tanya. This morning's gathering was convened by a group of Westtown community organizations who uh, want to address what they say is a dramatic increase in robberies and armed robberies in the Westtown communities specifically. But- Here's the good news, Jay. If you do get robbed and carjacked and beaten by somebody who can't talk properly or read, just know they are a high school graduate. Okay? That's good news. Good thank news. You, thank you for focus. Always focus half full. Half full, Jay. Uh, Kevin, Las Vegas. 
Uh, hey, Sean, you don't still happen to listen to Dan in the morning, do you? I do. I do listen to Dan. And, uh, you know, I, I, I text him. In fact, he had on uh, the nerd who never cleans his glasses when he's on TV, Stephen Moore, today. And I've issued a fatwa with Stephen Moore. But go ahead. <laughs> I, did you happen to hear that clown from the defense of democracy, Bradley Bowman? No, I, I have to admit, I do take phone calls while I listen to him and walk and tan. Oh, okay. Gone. Yeah. I mean, this this guy is just defending everything about Ukraine. I mean, I think it was five straight callers after he took this guest. It was just like, what are you doing with this guy? I mean, just I, how come Prof didn't body bag him? Does he just like these guys calling I don't, in and I, sounding I, I like can't. idiots? Listen, Dan, Dan's a wicked smart guy, I don't, I don't, but I'm, I disagree with him on many levels. For instance, I wouldn't give that corrupt former Soviet Union country one penny. Everybody knew what they yeah. were. It was a money laundering yeah. system in which Joe Biden manipulated policy to backdoor give our tax dollars to Ihor Kolomoisky and the billion dollar loan guarantees, which we've never gotten a penny out of that. So I always knew oh. what the former Soviet Union is. I don't I don't give a rip what they do with it to each other. I really don't. And I certainly would never give money to a country that wraps its arms. And part of its military was called the Azov Battalion. And they still to this day. Celebrate a notable Nazi who killed not just hundreds of thousands of Poles and Jews, but killed Americans. And they give him money now? These are only something traitors would do, or Democrats, all the same to me. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Come on, Squirrel. You know this makes me want to punch somebody in the face. I love that song. In the meantime, I love the listeners. I absolutely love you. Jerry in the Western Burbs. I thought the exact same thing, Jerry. Sean, could you tell me, I was listening to your news report, what is an unsanctioned Halloween party in the context of Chicago? So what that means is they didn't bribe, I mean, uh, buy, a, buy a permit or a license because apparently where they had it wasn't a residential area. It was a commercial area, and they probably found an abandoned one. And uh, a bunch of Chicago public school, I'm sure honor roll students, decided to throw a party. And it was unsanctioned. At first I thought to myself, are you telling me that people who own property can't throw a party you have to have it sanctioned and then i looked into it a little bit it was in a quasi commercial area you know the ones that are abandoned now because the climate of business in chicago is so great that they're you're able to buy the 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 factories for for tax money if you dare yeah, i wonder if they have uh all the uh bag bugs that you find at the intersections now the bag bugs oh yeah sure are those guys sanctioned uh, they might be. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something, Jerry. It's funny when you listen to the news. When, you're, when you don't listen to it for a couple weeks, you know, I go back and forth, right? So when I get there and you listen to the manipulation of language and you realize it is a wonderful way to, to, to have people know you're slaves and you're lucky that government doesn't take everything from you. It's, it's very interesting to hear the verbiage and something like unsanctioned Halloween party. What do you, what do you mean? They didn't want to right. explain that. So they just want you to think, well, I'm going to have a party. I should probably tell somebody. And that's how you build in that, uh, that mentality of a slave. And that's how you make Democrats. That's where these morons are out there, Sean. And what time can I take my kids trick-or-treating in my neighborhood with my neighbors? 
Brother, don't ever Whenever take it. Whatever the hell you feel like it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm going to tell you what. I noticed this a couple years ago. Uh, we all have kids in our family. My kids are big now. But I, we would only take them to where I knew they, the people and I knew they were going to be safe. Because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to stumble into some moron Marxist's house who's having a bad day. You don't know if he's going to pee on the apple or not. Thank you very much. Handing out broccoli. Yeah, you don't want that. Nobody wants the broccoli. Scott in Woodstock. Yo, happy greetings from northwestern McHenry County. Um, I was just going to suggest that you tell everyone who the Nazi is in Ukraine <laughs> that you mentioned so yeah. that the four Democrats who are living in their mom's basement who would say, no, that's misinformation. The Waffen. Look him he up was on a, the Internet. He was a Waffen SS officer, one of the most feared because he was the most cruel. He was kind of like well, a Hamas he, guy today. Yeah. Yeah, don't they have statues to him still? The, listen to me. It's the it's January 1st, and they have thrown a celebration since that rat bastard has been burning in hell. And this is the country we're giving hundreds of billions of dollars to. And this is something, by yeah. the way, fun, what's funny about the whole thing, Scott, is this used to be something in the early 2000s when George Bush was president. They all of the left wing Democrat media all went crowd the Azov battalions. Canada, the BBC, all did exposés proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that the the Azov battalion group is a direct legion of Stefan Bandera, and they are legitimate Nazis, and they were embraced by the most corrupt government in the world, the Ukrainian government. This was something that everybody yeah. knew. All it took was Joe Biden to legitimize the most corrupt country. So it's kind of ironic. The most corrupt politician this country's ever had is now on a money laundering scheme and has been since he was the sitting vice president. But do you think do you think Obama didn't know? You think that Barack didn't know? Sure he knew. Sure he knew. And it was this. Did we get him out of the did our CIA? Oh, what happened to my guy? I didn't hit I didn't hang up on you, brother. Sorry. It was a uh, it was it was the NSA in the meantime, um, you, you know, when this is not something that's new. This is an old clip. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic... And any Republican that's telling you to give them money, any Republican is in on the scheme. Anybody. I don't care if it's Mitch McConnell, who's a traitor always was, married to the Chinese communist heiress of the shipping company. Take a look at her communist father, the wealth of that company, the shipping routes of that company, before she married the chinless grandma from Beverly Hillbillies. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. So not only shouldn't we give them one penny, I want it all back. I want it all back. And I'll take it in the form of Rolls Royces or real estate. Because has anybody talked about what happens to the money? What do we do? We just give the money away? Just give it away. Hundreds of billions and we get guts. And that's why they got to keep taxing working people. And it's a weapon used against us. Unless, of course, you bribe them. Then you circumvent. It's like uh, if you want to open up one of those kiosks at O'Hare. Well, you better bribe a Democrat. 
it's 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 going to it's dead before it even is voted on. The speaker should start over this time without terrible partisan poison bills or or what they could do is nothing and give no money to anybody. See, that's what I would do. My offer to you is this nothing, because what you when you see who the ambassador to Israel is. They don't need our money anyway. Thank God they don't need our money. But when, when you realize that they're going to be undermined by our bureaucrats that work for this Democrat mafia, scum like Jack Lew, who is the new ambassador to Israel. The Biden administration hasn't been tough enough on Iran. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to confirm Jack Lew to be the ambassador to Israel, Larry. He was an architect of the Iran deal. So the United States ambassador to the country that's under assault by Iran and its proxies, we want to send an Iran sympathizer over there to be ambassador. I'm voting no on that. I hope that doesn't get through. It got through. He is the ambassador, and he's been a crooked rat Democrat since Bill Clinton was molesting interns. Jack Lew is an Iran sympathizer who has no business being our ambassador. It's bad for the United States. It's bad for Israel to have an Iran sympathizer as our ambassador to that country. He helped Iran evade American sanctions, and he lied to Congress about it. He defended the Obama administration's refusal to use our veto at the United Nations in the final days of the Obama administration to protect Israel from anti-Semitic resolutions. I know Democrats are saying that we need to confirm Jack Lew quickly to show our support for Israel. I would say it's the exact opposite. We need to defeat Jack Lew's nomination to show that we have a new approach to Iran. Jack Lew and the Democrat Mafia, the true party of MAGA, making anti-Semitism great again in America. Rat bastards, we'll be back after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I knew that Hochberg had a crush on Tom Selleck. I knew it. I just wanted the Ferrari in the mansion. Looks like Hochberg liked those Navy shorts. They were the short shorts back then. Uh, let's go to the lines. Harry! I love that name. Lake Zurich. Hey, Sean. Uh, I just wanted to comment on uh, Schumer's clip a, a couple of minutes ago or 15 minutes ago or so. You know, it, it's so difficult listening to these guys get up there and lie through their teeth knowing that these Democrat voters are taking everything that they're saying as gospel. I mean, it, well, it's, it's, it's not, not only that, they're, 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 they're tax cheats. They're regulatory cheats. They put these weapons against free men and against true earners who are not in their mafia, and they leverage it down when they want to unless you pay them. You show me anybody who's ever worked and had a contract with O'Hare Airport or the city of Chicago, and then let's go through their taxes and let's see what they paid. You want to do that? Yeah, you know, so the other thing is, uh, so I have very few Republican politicians that I trust that I that I will listen to and take as uh, accept their, the, what, they're, what they're saying. One of them is Ron Johnson, but even with that, I will check out what he says. He's still a political animal. He's a politician. Yes. Politician. And you notice how, Harry, what, you remember years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago, how there were there was a big growing movement for a flat tax system. Because in a flat tax system, nobody cheats. Nobody cheats. Yeah. If everybody pays 13, 14, 16%, whatever it is, nobody cheats. You don't have to have this Rube Goldberg system where if you put your left foot in, take your left foot out, do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around, you save money. But this system is meant to manipulate participation in their schemes. 
And this is something, Harry, the American people have adopted because they, unfortunately, have, have been indoctrinated with the mind of a slave. They don't think of it as their money anymore. You know, this is the thing. I have yet to hear an argument outside of a few guys for the last 30 years that talked about the principle of a, a, and, the, and the integrity in a flat tax system because it keeps the government honest. See, that's the other thing. Yeah. What, and Democrats have that mindset of a communist. They just don't want you to have it. They know they don't have it. They just don't want you to have it. And that's why this sells. <laughs> You're way ahead of me there, Sean. You talk so fast, I, I, my mind can't keep up. I'm kind of an old guy. So. No, you're doing fine, and you did fine in your life. You never needed a scam to get ahead. You're 5,000 oh, no, times the man in these like Democrats. That. You're 5,000 the man of Chucky Schumer. Thank you, brother, for listening. I appreciate you. Well, here, thank here, you, Sean. Here's what uh, Chuck Schumer wants, uh, wants you to believe, that it's not your money. It's it there. needs help. But House Republicans are asking a price for helping them by cutting off funding that holds rich tax cheats accountable. That ain't happening, House. It ain't happening. Now, Speaker Johnson says that... You mean rich tax cheats like uh, all of the recipients of George Soros's money? You mean like that? Who, what, what exactly are the taxes on George Soros bribing and buying attorney generals throughout the country? What, what exactly... Uh, how many companies does George Soros own? Do they, have they been audited? How many times have the oligarchs on Wall Street that bribe you? How many times have they been audited? What's that guy, Fink? Has Fink ever been audited? This supposed pay is needed because of his concern about the national debt. But as I mentioned, every independent es- estimate shows this partisan bill raises the deficit by billions of dollars. So what hypocrisy. Now, here's what they don't want you to know. The record revenue that was set to the government each and every time there are tax cuts is because that allows us to keep our money and do better things with it. You know, it's funny as you watch this growth of labor extortion mafias called unions throughout the country. Do you have any idea what it does to these businesses or any idea what it does to the executives or the non-union workers? This is how you get the rise of communism. And it could only happen because we have, at this time in America, by far, the the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, to this country. Now, I would argue that most people, an awful lot of people, not the people in this room, but an awful lot of people don't think about that retirement when they're... Why not the people in that room? Because the people in that room have deals normal people can never get. They don't get their retirement based on the money they put away or the performance of the market. They get their retirement based on an agreement with government where those people are superior to all the rest of us, the true one percenters, the government employee who gets an agreement, a percentage of the last year he worked. You know what my favorite scam is, Squirrel? In these real Democrat half-assed wannabe gangster mafia neighborhoods, they bribe whoever makes the hiring decisions with an envelope. And then right before they retire, they get a bump. They get a, ooh, now you're the captain. Ooh, I'm the captain. That's right. And then the 80% equals what they made. Before the bump. You follow it? It's a great Democrats game. You guys are too sharp for me. You're fooling me. 20, 30, and 40 years old. But here's what it means. Why don't you retire? You're a thousand years old. You look like you died last week. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. A century from now, when those Americans are studying the American dark years, and they discuss what was it that broke the principles of the Enlightenment and Americanism, I believe they will come back to what I have concluded is the greatest biological weapon released on mankind and the actions thereafter. The silver lining is we now know things we didn't know before. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. So we have, been, we have been enlightened to exactly how strong Big Pharma is. My next guest knows this all too well. He spent 40-plus years as a practicing clinical pharmacist. He is now the advisor to Men's Health Network. He is Dr. Salvatore Giorgiani, Jr. Hi, doctor. How are you? I'm very well. How are you today, Sean? Well, I have to tell you, um, I have been aggravated since the... I learned of COVID-19. I've been aggravated by the response by government, but more importantly, I've been bewildered by the acceptance of so many Americans as to accepting the pathological government's cure in the vaccine. I have never taken it. I was willing to risk everything to walk away from it. And, and many Americans felt the way I did and changed their own lives in an uncomfortable way. Many other Americans went into bankruptcy and lost their property rights. But the ones who believe the government seem to have come off the worse, the way I see it, because they were putting something that was unproven in their body at the direction of their government. And now there seems to be a, a, a quashing of the information of exactly what the side effects are. In fact, we've changed that term, side effects. So I'm wondering how you look at this. Forty years of practicing honest medicine. How do you look at it? Well, I... I'm very upset with how things went as well. You know, uh, I, as an individual that advises people, uh, does columns, writes about this, talks about these health issues, I rely in good part for my information from the federal sources, CDC, university laboratories, NIH, uh, and, and agents such as that. I don't do the research myself, uh, but I consume the research. So I, too, am very upset with how this all played out. Now, I will say that in the beginning of the pandemic, in the first six, eight, 10, 12 months uh, of the pandemic, there was just, uh, we just didn't know enough about any of it. It looked very, very bad. There were models, and again, there were models that give guidance and not gospel that showed that it could be upwards of 5 to 10 percent of individuals would succumb to the, to, to the virus, and that would be a huge uh, loss of life globally and certainly in the U.S. Uh, and we didn't know. So I think the types of measures that were put in place were appropriate based on what the concern was and the concerns are valid and then what we knew was where I find a tremendous difference uh, and where I take uh, umbrage at is what happened after the first year where political bureaucrats public health officials became embedded in their decision they cut down discussion they caused many providers who had disagreements with them on good and valid and appropriate scientific grounds as peers 
they foisted regulation uh, on the public, on people in government. Uh, they encouraged state health departments to create draconian rules. Uh, they caused problems with school children that we will see for many years to come. Uh, so, I, but they, so they became what often happens in government. They became entrenched in their own thinking, uh, and they, rather than being circumspect, looking at it and saying, "Gee, I, I don't think we got this quite right. Let's rethink this." So there are a lot of casualties of COVID. Of course, first come the, the million, million plus people in the U.S. who succumb to it. But the other casualties were trust in science in the general, from the general perspective in the public and from the healthcare professionals, um, a, a poor level of communications about health matters, which continues on now, I am afraid sure. to say, uh, and also the damage that was done to the other chronic conditions that people were suffering from because of this loss of, uh, loss of value in science. And the last is a very important one, the attempt to remove autonomy the right for people to make their own decisions about their health care choices. And the reality is the ramifications of this is that there are millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people who will never trust these bureaucracies again, nor should they, in my opinion, because we were we were bum rushed into this idea. We were censored from from revealing what what many of us were feeling. In fact, there were only a handful of politicians and doctors and pharmacists who then were ostracized for giving a platform to people who were experiencing Side effects. I mean, this is an industry that tested Viagra for 10 years before they released it on the people. This is a bipartisan issue. It was named moronically, in my opinion, Operation Warp Speed, which is the last thing you want when it comes to medicine. And now you have a censorship of information where I, when I go into this and I dive into it and I spend time and segments on it, I have to get my information from doctors in Europe where they are releasing information of both unexplained massive uptick between 18 and 27% of unexplained deaths. And you and I both know people who, when somebody in their 50s drops dead for no reason, when a kid has a heart attack on a field of play, the first thing people say was, was he vaccinated? And this is where we're at, and there is still no admission of of, of any irresponsibility, of any corruption, because you're also talking about a drug that produced trillions of dollars of guaranteed profit to what, three companies or four? Well, I, I really want to make sure I make it abundantly clear that I do believe vaccines are an important part of health. Uh, I do believe that they are useful. Uh, I have looked at the data for the way that the mRNA vaccines, the one that in the U.S., Pfizer and Moderna produce, uh, and I can explain it. We can take time to talk about it on how much time we have for the interview. But, you know, basically every drug that goes out there is studied over a period of years in three to 5,000 people. These, these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, they had a compressed approach to doing it. And it wasn't that they skipped steps. It's just they did things in, you know, parallel lines instead of in sequence, which is sort of routine way you do it. But these vaccines were tested in, hold on now, 30 to 50,000 people before they were let off on the market. So yeah. there's adequate study. So, but be that as it may, also I do think that folks who are skeptical because the communications were so bungled, 
so bungled, so terribly bungled, and forced down people's throats. It's like mom forcing you to eat spinach when you're a kid. You'll never touch spinach again. And that's what yeah. we're seeing here. It's simple human behavior. But there is a little bit of good news in here, Sean. People are so reluctant about the mRNA technology. That's fine. They have a right to autonomy. Novavax has just had released a vaccine that uh, uses similar to the old technology that every other vaccine was created with, where they yes. kill the virus and take parts of the virus, they create the new vaccine. So that gives people yet another option. So if they feel that they are at risk and they feel uncomfortable traveling or they feel uncomfortable working in a setting that they're working in, uh, there is a vaccine option for them too. But I think the, the way the communications was bungled, and I'm afraid we've not learned that lesson, no. I've got to tell you, I've been on meeting video programs with NIH, CDC, uh, government officials uh, who still are talking the same way about require. they don't say require now, but the same way of fostering a notion that you must get the vaccine. I think it's very important, but I think people have to have autonomous decision making. See, of course you do, because you believe in principles. That has been, we've been been unmoored from that. And the science and the models, uh, they're similar to many other bastardized platforms where I can get the result I want if I pay for it. It's like the tobacco (laughs) companies, you know, my doctor likes camels. You can get that. People are are prostitutes. We're just negotiating prices. But what, what I've seen here is something I've never seen. The I've had Dr. Malone on my show a couple of times, and I, he's a wonderful man. And he was very upfront about not seeing things that he wanted to see very early on. You know, the other benefit you have is that you were protected by a government that believed you had the right to your person. We're from Illinois. You didn't. I've got hundreds of listeners, thousands of listeners who had to change their life, some of whom had to change their career. And this is something that if you were in a, 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 as I call it, a a mafia-run hellhole, or as it's normally known as a Democrat area, you lost all of your American principles. They took away your businesses. And this was a bipartisan thing because at the same time they forced you to have loans or gave you the only option to have loans and the rest of it. But one thing that, that is getting glazed over, we have a significant percentage of unexplained deaths that is still not being talked about. And, you know, I had a friend of mine, I'm in my 50s. I've had three friends that dropped that. And when you ask, are they vaccinated, it's an argument. When the reality is, that's what we all think. So I believe in vaccines, too, like uh, polio and stuff, because I never needed another one. But there were mistakes that were made in polio, and kids were given polio, and the government and the doctors admitted it and wanted to prevent it. That's not the case here. That's an excellent example of how to do it, and this is an excellent example of how not to do it. (laughs) As to the side effects, I've got it say I read the data uh, and th- there's one other thing to consider here Sean and I don't want to change your mind because I don't have time to do that and I don't think no. it's my place to do that yeah. but I do think that when you have uh, something given in hundreds of millions of people in a very compressed time frame three years or less in some cases you're going to see things in a exaggerated way that you would normally see if uh, at hundreds of millions of exposures to product was over a period of a decade or a decade and a half. So we're seeing sort of an, a very complex statistical model. Yes, these vaccines do have side effects. 
They are real side effects. Some of them are lethal side effects. But the profile that I see uh, does not suggest to me. Uh, and I believe me, I pour over this data because I I don't I don't, do- I don't doubt on it. This stuff. I don't it doubt doesn't look do different than the beginning. So I think it's still safe, but not for everybody. And you know what's funny, Doctor? I'm I, I, I'm I'm thinking about you're a junior, right? You're Doctor Salvatore Giorgiani yeah. Junior. Now, what yeah. when uh, what did your father do? He was a grocer in New York on Canal Street. Okay, so I was raised by people like that. And there's a rule in my neighborhood: you never you never let a liar lie to you twice. The problem I have is you lied to me, and now you're giving me yes. written data. It reminds me of Bernie Madoff, who had spreadsheets and account numbers. It's the data. It's it's who's making the data that I have the beef with. And at that point, now we're done. Now you could write your data on toilet paper because before this, I was unaware of the ability of pharmaceutical companies to bribe government officials who worked in the NIH to bribe CDC results. I was also unaware that the government would bald face lie to me, of which they did repeatedly. And then the boosters, what they didn't even test them on people. They tested them on mice. Now, the only well, rats common. I know work in Chicago government. But the point is, I don't believe the liars. So now you've got, and, and, and I'm just one guy, but I represent tens of millions of Americans who now don't believe a word that comes out of the so-called health sector of our government's mouth. What do you think the future looks like? Don't they have to address how corrupt and how wrong they were? No. No? They won't. Uh, they won't. You know, I, I've worked, and now you remind me of Mussolini where your father left. <laughs> well, they won't. They won't. They are going to be very reluctant, and I would be terribly surprised if we have an apology or an admission of wrongdoing on the, on the part of the bureaucracy. I've had the privilege of working with many public health people. You can see from my credentials and part of the public health oh, community. Yeah. I'm at odds with them sometimes, but we always have a discussion. When I used to teach students, doctoral students, I said, the one thing you gain when you get your doctoral degree is to be able to stand up in front of your peers and, and be called dumb. You don't know what you're talking about, but you have to be able, you have the privilege of defending your position. We lost that. That was viewed by the public. That was seen by the public uh, in many, many different ways. And that has hurt the public's image of science and bureaucracy. But you, Sean, who do you rely on the information for? Uh, We don't. Now, I won't say pharmaceutical companies are corrupt, but they are there for the profit motive. That's, That's what they are for. And we have lots of regulations in place to try and keep that in check. But with those regulations are uh, somehow violated. We've got lots of problems. When the integrity, not just of the truth, but how it's spun, I'll never forgive Dr. Walensky, Walensky, the former CDC director, when she was asked one day about what's the potential for someone to catch COVID in the open air, she said, well, it's probably about less than 10%. Well, 10% is kind of an interesting number, and she was not lying. The real number is 1%. So she was spinning. She yeah. was spinning the way a bureaucrat would spin. And I'm telling you, I've been on several, as I said, several uh, conference calls, uh, briefings uh, as a patient advocacy representative uh, with government officials, and the spin continues. And I think that's very, very, very difficult. Well, would it change with a different administration? Perhaps. 
Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, because like I said, I think it's just a bipartisan. It's just some people wish and hope and want to have, and they might not, not have bad intentions. But the funny thing about integrity is you can only give it away once to people like me. And uh, they're not going to get it back in my lifetime. Um, and I don't know if they deserve it back. Because, you know, the other thing is the relationship that, that people used to have with their doctor or they used to have with their pharmacist, it seems to be changing. And it seems to be where the citizen is pitted against the bureaucrat. And the bureaucrat always wins because there is no repercussion to be a corrupt bureaucrat. There is no, it's the only place in, in the world you can lie and people expect it in government. So maybe they found a home, but I think they, they, they're underestimating the ramifications of having a third of your country in the very lowest estimation by me. A third of your country never believe a word that comes out of the government's mouth. So let them know. I saw them and I called them carnival gypsies. Will you do that for me? <laughs> well, I might not say it exactly that way, but I'll certainly intimate it. Uh, but one other point before, yes. before we go off, and this is really important for folks to remember for years and years to come. The people say the American public had a short memory, but I hope they don't have a short memory about this. When we get back to the debate about federalized health care, single-payer, federal-managed, federal-run health care, top to bottom, please try to remember how federalized health care under COVID, for just this one condition, was run. Yet yeah. I, we've never had senators, congressmen, governors, bureaucrats, political office holders tell us how to manage diabetes, how to manage seizure disorder, how to manage name a disease, but we had them telling us how to manage COVID, and we still do. Yeah. We still do. So I think the long-term implications are wait and keep that memory of how federalized healthcare might play out. Now, you are the advisor to the Men's Health Network. Where can the people go to check out the Men's Health Network? What's the uh, web address? www.menshealthnetwork.org. We're not a commercial entity. We're an organization. Wonderful. Now, I want you to know, if you ever have a section, I've never been to the doctor since 1982, and whenever I'm feeling sick and the only drugs I ever take are Vicks and a cigar. I think I want my holistic section of all natural Vicks and a cigar. Maybe you could uh, let me know if you want me to write an article for you, will you? <laughs> well, as long as you exercise and take your vitamin D, you're probably okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Salvatore Giorgiani I, Jr. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Anytime, I'll be happy to be back. Bye, Thank Sean. You. Thanks. Bye now. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. My email bounced back, squirrel, that I wrote to this treasonous Stephen Red Bastard Sun Call president. Maybe I got the, maybe I got the, you think I got the name right? Wasn't it where? I'm pretty sure it was where, right? One moment, please. Andy, may I help you? Yeah, let me speak to Brett Weir. Uh, who's calling? Is he in? Yeah, who's calling? Look, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You don't need to talk to me? Get Brett Weir, I said. Hold on. Hold on. 
In the meantime, maybe I got the name wrong. ...with the National Archives to release information that President Biden had sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails under a pseudonymous account while he was serving as vice president under Barack Obama. The emails were contained in three shadow addresses, Robinware456... Robinware456 at Gmail. Made six at Gmail, JRBware at Gmail, and Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov, according to the filing by the Southeastern Legal Foundation on Monday. We've That's okay, though. He's in Minnesota giving money away to con artists and frauds. Windmills, solar, free internet. You're going to love it. It's only going to cost the people billions. How are you going to get it? We're going to steal the money from only those few Americans that make it honestly. It's not responsible. It's reckless. It's utterly baffling. 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 Maybe your voice rises when you swallow your own snot like he did earlier, the filthy pig that he is. That at a moment that demands maximum bipartisanship, when the country is in crisis, <clears throat> and our friends in Israel and you... Don't swallow it, you filthy animal. Craner in crisis, that the House GOP is instead trying to pick an egregiously partisan fight over wealthy tax cheats. Not wealthy tax cheats. You know, Squirrel, I just went to, to the tavern next door. Biker bar, construction guys, people who earn their living their whole life. I said, who wants to give one nickel to that corrupt country called Ukraine? Not a one of them. Not a one of them wants to give one nickel. Only the crooked politicians, though. Bill, in moments. Don't give them any money. Hey, Sean, love you, love your show. Been listening to it about three years. Thank hey, I just man. wanted to make a comment on the, on, the, on the COVID topic you and the doctor were talking about. So briefly, uh, real quick, I had my uncle die from COVID in 2020, and the Sorry. next day, my uh, cousin had died uh, from the vaccine, uh, the J&J shot. So long story short, I tried to not get my kids to take it. They both did. Uh, they both have chest pains now. Uh, me and the missus did not take it. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, I hear what you guys are saying, and absolutely, I think the public has walked away from wanting to deal with the bureaucracies anymore. It's, we, we know, rely to. Exactly you know, the sad part is the unexplained deaths, and I track it constantly. I send my honey bunny clips from Dr. John Campbell all the time. I review his station over and over again. He's not the only one. And I comb through the data. But you're only going to get the honest data in Europe. That's the saddest part of the story. There is a cover-up afoot. And now that you have the wars and you have the economic failures and all of the other things that go with Democrat mafias, it's now not in the forefront of people's minds anymore. We still don't have answers. They wanted you to believe it was natural. Listen, he bribed them. They bribed EcoHealth Alliance. Big Pharma was paid a trillion dollars in a bipartisan fashion. This has to be exposed and never happen again. You know, but how are you going to do it? You know, and, and the sad part is those people are dead. The unexplained deaths throughout the world between 18 and 27 percent. That's a massive amount of people. It could be that more people die from the side effects with which our country changed the definition of it. We had that definition for hundreds of years. All of a sudden, it's, it's now called side events. I mean, come on, you rat bastards, gypsy liars. I'm sorry for your right, loss. And they're not bro. even telling my... I appreciate it. And they're not even telling my son what the, the heartaches are from. You know, he goes in there with severe chest pains, and they tell him, here's a machine to go home and test yourself and then give him no more studies after You know that. how rare myocarditis was? How rare it was before this? They knew. I've had Robert Malone on a bunch of times. They knew right away. He said, that's it. It's enough. Not to mention the women with the menstruation and the female problems and the, and the Bell's palsy and the Jimmy leg and the rest of it. It's insanity. It's insanity. 
I had I had a, a, an incident with with a with a relative where they were at the dorm room door forcing forcing them to take it until until the old man got involved. Then we solved that problem. You think I'm going to sue you? I'm not going to sue you. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, sir. It's an aggravating time in America when you abandon the principles and you become a third world hellhole country. But after all, that's what you have in the White House. A two-bit for sale whore. Aliases. Phony Gmail accounts. Checks that trace back to them. And the Democrats, what are you going to do about it? You just want in on it, huh, Schmuck Schumer? I'd love to see some of your aliases. Years back, both parties would have come together for the good of the country and the good of security in the world. All people would have came together to arrest you thieving traitors. How much are you worth, Chuck? What's your net worth? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? A little burned up. How about you? Uh, same thing. Uh, Sean, I have a question for you. This case in uh, New York, this fraud case against Trump, how can they have something on, how can they have something on the books that says there doesn't have to be a victim to commit fraud? Who, who's the fraud remember? Against? Do you know anybody who became a lawyer? This is a well-known thing. There are enough laws, there are enough tax laws, there are enough abuses of government used as a weapon against its enemies than any other country in the world. We try to make it look legitimate. Yeah, my, it's not legitimate. It's nonsense. Yeah, my question is, though, why is this case still going on? The judge, who's, uh, it's a bench trial, uh, and he already said that uh, Trump committed fraud and it's on the books. You don't have to have a victim. Why is this case still going on? Because that Isn't same Democrat dog-faced judge. And you notice how ugly all of these freaking Democrat the, uh, judges are? The homeless yeah. guy they dressed up as a that judge? That bum, right? Because here's the thing. They want the law to be contorted to use against their political adversaries like it was Venezuela. And they never want to look at the banking accounts that are tied to Robin Ware the alias of the now president, the then vice president. They don't want to look at the hundreds of thousands, the tens of millions that was deposited in our American bank system and laundered and washed to turn out to steer policies. They're called the Ukraine policies. And nobody wants to talk about it. In the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. Wait, the the FBI just chimed in. Hold on, where is it? The FBI would like you to know, threats against Jewish Americans and Jews all over the world have gone up immensely. FBI breaking story. What about this, you forever bothering Italian morons with your side parts and your cheap suits? What about this? Hunter claimed he was sitting with his father and that the Biden network would turn on his associate if he didn't pony up the money. The extort. Nice. You got all the evidence in the world, but you've had it. You had it a year before this dimwit in diapers stole the election. You had it. Because you wanted him to steal it. You wanted this scum to go on. Because I think you guys in all this spending bill, you know, for the infrastructure, don't you guys get cushy new offices and a bigger budget? A fake trial is currently taking place to try and illegally remove my name from the ballot. I often say that 2024 will be the most important election in the history of our country. The reason for that... I disagree with Donald. The biggest election in the history of our country was the one that was stolen in 2020. And what all of us Americans are going through today, and the world for that matter, World War III, the murder, the mayhem, none of it had to happen if only 
the justice system in America, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence. If only they did their frickin' job, we wouldn't be in this pickle. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Here's an interesting stat that's going on that I didn't see on many news stories. You know, in a related development, Congressman, today we learned of even more attacks against U.S. forces in both Iraq and Syria. A total of at least 27 known attacks since October 17th, 16 in Iraq, 11 in Syria, according to the Pentagon. Were they yelling that Aloha Stackbar? Aloha Akbar. And the yard gnomes go down. It, it was almost worth the $7 billion for the Hercules C-130 that Joe Biden gave to the Taliban. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Sean, I just wanted to, I wanted to comment on what Bill from Moment said. You know, I, I wonder over the last couple of years, how many of your listeners we've heard call and say they lost family members in the China virus. And... I know of not one senator, not one congressman, spouse, family member that died of the China virus. And they well, was the, us to listen well, to their bull crap. Perhaps it's everlasting life through corruption. That would explain a lot of these deadbeats. But I think there was that congressman who, after he won, he died. And then his wife won, the pretty girl. I forget. What's her name? Grace? Is it Macy Grace or something? I can't remember. But there is one. But nonetheless, I, 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 I don't. I, hopefully they were all smart enough to not take the experimental uh, shot. Uh, because I don't want anybody to do that. See, I'm not like them. I don't want anybody to die. But they're very happy with people dying, in particular children. See, the Democrats like when the kids die. They like when the kids die who can't even voice their own, their own opinion, their own cries for help, when they're not heard from, when they're killed by other Democrats. They like that a lot. Here's a Democrat named Gutenheimer. That's a funny name. We need to do everything we can to shut down these brainwashing cult clinics. And they are brainwashing cult clinics. Now, before you get excited, he's not talking about uh, public sector schooling in Democrat sewers taught by very fat Marxists with cream puff pensions. He's talking about um, other things. Standing across the street from the Lighthouse Pregnancy Resource Center, Democratic Congressman Josh Gottheimer was joined by other local leaders. They're calling for state and federal action to limit the deceptive marketing practices they say are used to lure women into think they're getting real medical care when they find out they're pregnant. But instead, Do you know why um, Planned Parenthood doesn't have to have any kind of uh, any kind of support from outside? They're the government because the government gives them billions to kill the babies. Billions. I think they give a, a, a mammogram too, right? They only do one mammogram for every what? 3,000 baby murders? Created by people with no medical background whose goal is to brainwash women with their own extreme ideological agendas. These centers are largely run by evangelical groups who operate on the principle that women are just baby-making machines who fall for deceptive advertising. And once again, an ugly woman. 
advocating for killing the baby. But w- w- no, no, no. What they advocate for is the, the life and the worth and the value of the life of the baby who's killed by her wretched parents. And that fetal rights trump women's rights every time. But Yeah, that's it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. See, in our world, the kids are more important than the scum that would kill them. Whether they are wearing a costume from the 7th century, yelling Aloha snack bar, or it's their own mother. We do think the babies are worth more, but you guys, you're very rational, aren't you? Do you just feel like f***ing screaming? Let's just scream! (laughs) (laughs) There's the rational mothers that would kill their own babies. Let's reason with them. Maybe we can convince them of the nuances of Keynesianism versus free marketing. What do you think? I don't think so. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Hopefully what will stop this gangster government is the people understanding the scams and the frauds. And there is a plethora to choose from. This next one is arguably my favorite. Because I remember the decades of just plain lies and wrong. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the life See, it was going to be too cold before it became too hot. Then when that was wrong, it just became weather called climate change. However, it is a weapon against not just our money anymore, but arguably our freedoms. My next guest is an expert in this arena. He has four books on energy, climate change, and sustainable development. He's the executive director of Climate Science Coalition of America. He is the author of Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. Yeah, I've talked to him once before. He's a wonderful guy. His name is Steve Gorham. Steve, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm doing great. I hope you enjoyed the snow on uh, Halloween here. Brother, <laughs> I've got flip-flops on, and I'm as tan as George Hamilton was in his heyday. I, uh, I, I fled to where they said I would be burning up and the seas would be rising. Oh, that's in- right. You're down south now. We're in, in Chicago here. We, are, we had the snow on Halloween. So. <laughs> oh, I'm reminded by my kids. Believe me, I hear it all. But one thing that's for sure, the reason that I'm down here is I, I made the decision that I wanted to live free. And what I witnessed over the last three years in these Democrat strongholds was a totalitarianism I did not think was possible in America. So when they start to lock people down for the climate, it will definitely be in these Democrat strongholds. And I'm wondering, do you think that's possible? Well, we sort of have uh, some of that occurring. They're not not really called lockdowns, but the the EPA and the Department of Energy are using tools that are trying to get rid of things like your gasoline car and get rid of your gasoline appliances. Uh, they, we have places in Europe where uh, they aren't letting gasoline, uh, or they or they're charging uh, vast uh, uh, tolls for a gas car to go in the center of the city of London, for example. Uh, the French people want to limit air flights. Uh, they've already done that in France, and they uh, they just took a poll, and 40% of the people in France 
think that you should be uh, have a lifetime limit uh, of like four flights uh, on an airline. Although that that won't apply to people like uh, John Kerry, who have to uh, he has to privately jet all around the world to uh, fight uh, for for a clean climate, that kind of thing. But the so devil is in these, the details, right? Things going. Yeah, yeah. The, the devil is in the details, and one thing's for certain: data provided by government is a lie on all fronts. Now, we were lucky enough to watch John Coleman as we were kids grow up, and he was more yep. than just a weatherman. He was an actual scientist and meteorologist, but more importantly, he's the founder of the Weather Channel. And he yep. understood that this would be used as a weapon against freedom, because I think sooner or later, the bulk of, of, of Americans are going to pick up that what they're promising is equality through mediocrity and poverty. They're going to turn the entire country into the once great city of Chicago, now a ghetto. And I believe that's the goal. And this is the greatest golden goose of corruption because people are, are naturally cowards and they're naturally afraid of things. And they don't care how yeah. many times the government gets caught lying to them. Why do you think so many people are buying the habitual lies? Or has the science been so corrupted that we're at that big well, pharma I, level? I want to put in a good word for John Coleman first. He, uh, he wrote the foreword for my first book, Climatism. And he was uh, a guy who thought that the theory of man-made warming was a lot of bunk and spoke out against it, even though he founded the Weather Channel through all his life. And, and today the Weather Channel, of course, follows the ideology of climatism, which is the fear of man-made global warming. And by the way, uh, uh, candidate Trump and candidate Ramaswamy are both using that term, and we all should be calling this climatism. It's a, it's a very good term for, I agree for what's you. going on. And you know what's but, funny? Uh, uh, John Coleman was a victim of eminent domain. They extorted okay. him into selling the Weather Channel. I don't know if you know that. The government seized that from him. Oh, okay. They gave him $3.5 million for it when it was valued at, you know, who knows how much. So I, I, I always love that aspect of what the, the power of government and the corruption in it, because they now control the perception of weather. It's a beautiful example of gangster government, isn't it? It is pretty amazing. You know, we just had... Uh... Uh, when Hurricane Adalia came ashore in Florida uh, about the end of August, and then uh, President Biden got on the TV and said uh, this was evidence of climate change and nobody can dispute it now. It's been a pretty quiet hurricane season, though. We've only had one hurricane make landfall in the United States and, and uh, this year. Usually the average, the current average is about one and a half. A hundred years ago, we would get about two hurricanes every year that would come ashore. So the number of hurricanes coming ashore is actually down. But uh, you're right. Every time the uh, every time we have a, a storm, then the uh, news media rings with all this stuff. And if you see an article on climate change in the press or in the media, most likely it is wrong. I mean, the odds are that that it has a lot of things in it that are incorrect. People just need to go deeper and, and learn what the real story is. And the information that that is put into the so-called models, the same models that had uh, Spock, also known as Leonard Nimoy tell us that the Ice Age was coming. These models have been wrong for 70 years. I play that clip because it's 1978. And this is something that I think people lose the perspective. But it was an interesting story when I was back in Chicago on uh, WGN, I believe, I think it was, or ABC. They're all the same to me. But they had to admit that scientists now believe they were wrong about the age of the moon. And they weren't just a little wrong. They were wrong by what they estimate as 40 billion years. The reality is we do not have a perspective or an understanding of exactly what we're facing. And how is it that you think, do you think people are understanding that through the the inaccuracy of the predictions of the eco-Nazis, as I call them? 
Well, it's it's amazing, particularly for young people nowadays in colleges. They just get one side of the story. Humans are causing the climate to warm, causing dangerous climate change. They never get any information on the other side, which is that that climate is dominated by natural factors. I did a, uh, a online kind of a debate with a uh, junior college around Chicago a couple of years ago. And afterwards, they and I presented the position that climate comes mostly from natural factors, not man-made. And you should have seen some of the comments. One kid says, this is like finding out there's no Santa Claus. Uh, for, for, all of, for, for all of my education, I only heard that humans cause climate change. I had a couple of girls uh, call me up for a phone interview from UCLA, and so I started asking them questions. I said, how much do you think the, the Earth has warmed in the last 100 years or so? And one said 5 degrees, and one said 10 degrees. <laughs> but the answer yeah. is 1 degree Celsius in 140 years, 2 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about the same temperature we get every morning uh, when it warms uh, f- between 9 and 10 o'clock. So we've had some, some very gentle warming. It's very minor, though. And uh, the idea that, that the Earth is boiling, as some of the headlines have said, are just flat-out wrong. But, Steve, you know, I think this is also a failure of our history department in schools. Because if you go through our own history that we know, which is arguably a, a, a millisecond in the time of the world or in the time of our, our solar system. But as you go through history, just back when Mohammed was still killing people before he, he created a religion, when you go to that point, you have Greenland and why it was called Greenland. You have our own ebbs and flows and how little we know about our own North Pole and South Pole and the rest of it. In fact, it's only 20 years that they discovered the, the rotation in the center of the Earth looks to change direction from east to west to west to east every 70 years. This is something I think is a failure of our own history and teaching history to kids and teaching why the world is shaped or, or why the, the continents are where they are or how they got there. This is something I think is just a, an indictment of the education system, isn't it? Well, it's sort of been seized upon. It's a, the the idea of carbon dioxide and the carbon dioxide cycle is a very tiny part of everything. Yeah. Uh, all the uh, the uh, geoplanetary forces that are acting on the Earth, the effect of the atmosphere, the oceans, uh, the land. We have this uh, water cycle that is absolutely huge on Earth. Includes all the oceans and the ice caps and the water vapor in the atmosphere and the rivers. Much, much bigger than the carbon dioxide cycle. Of course. And the idea that, that carbon dioxide is now determining uh, Earth's climate is just, is just crazy. And so, uh, and, but climate is complex. People don't understand. And they say, wow, you know, we just had a heat wave or we just had a, a, a hurricane. Must be something abnormal. Got to be my neighbor's SUV, like they say on TV, right? It's so ridiculous, <laughs> Steve. Well, and you know what else? It's, it's an ignorance to exactly the planet we live on. Uh, there was a study done. I want to say 20, maybe maybe 17 years ago, there is no way to calculate the amount of oil that is released from the bottom of our seabeds. In fact, there are some areas where we don't even understand the depth of our own ocean. We know a lot about space, but we know very little about our own underwater uh, uh, climate, our own underwater environment. We don't know, uh, you know, it's still perplexing when you look where the Pacific and the Atlantic, how the divide line in the ocean, and we have areas in the, in the ocean. We, we know nothing. And what we do know is that Venezuela just discovered arguably a bigger oil well than, than we have in the northwest uh, corridor of America, which could sustain us for a thousand years. So why is it, do you think, so many Americans are willing to be afraid of what could very well be, and we still don't know, 
could very well be a byproduct of the center of the earth called oil. We know very little about this commodity, but we do know we hate it, right? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The, uh, uh, you know, they talk about the oil sands in Canada, and one scientist has pointed out that, that we're cleaning up the biggest oil spill in history. We're cleaning up nature. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a picture in my first book, Climatism. It's a satellite shot of the Gulf of Mexico, and you see all these black streaks. And what are the black streaks? Well, they're actually natural oil seepages yes. coming out of the Gulf of Mexico and going up to the surface of, of the oceans. But you're, you're right. The oceans are, are very much uh, a mystery in many, many ways. So we have there are there's 50 times as much carbon dioxide in the ocean as is in the atmosphere. And the oceans are always releasing it and absorbing it. And matter of fact, every day nature puts 20 times as much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and removes about the same amount as all of our industries, 20 times as much. So this idea that, uh, you know, what we're doing with our cars is having a big effect really is really is misguided. But, you know, people have grabbed onto this. This Climatism has become the center of existence for every environmental group. It's the basis of wind, solar, and biofuels. We have deans of sustainability. We have vice presidents of sustainability at, at corporations, uh, deans at colleges. All this money, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to pour 40 to $50 billion a year into green renewables. That's up, a, uh, that's up by a factor of five over the Trump years and, and uh, triple the Obama years. And so we just have this juggernaut that is moving forward, and, and everybody is, is using it and, and jumping on it. And, and uh, so it's, it, it's very, very powerful. And these renewables are a con job. I know a kid from my old neighborhood in Melrose Park. His father was a con man. He's a con man. He was in the windmill business. And just a few years ago, he's like, ah, you don't understand the billions of dollars. Yeah, but the windmill doesn't break even for its life expectancy, which is 22 years and it only or 20 years. It doesn't break even till 21 years. I mean, this is a fraud from the windmills to the solar. The technology is ridiculous. It's ineffective. It doesn't work. And ultimately, those aren't magic holes in the wall that run your your electric car. That's electricity created by coal or even worse, the solution called biomass, which is nothing more than deforesting our nation, pretending it's coal and pretending it's energy. So there has to be a, a, a way to explain your cure is worse than your so-called illness. Well, what what is going to happen though is we are going to have a green breakdown. Uh, we're already we're going and and the world is not going to get to net zero emissions by 2050. We're going to have people uh, pushing back and demanding a return to low cost reliable energy because this drive for green energy is going to cause uh, continually higher energy prices. It's going to cause electricity blackouts. It's going to cause loss of freedom because people won't be able to have their cars or their gas stoves. And we're going to have transnational energy shocks like we had in Europe over the last two years. So it's only a matter of time. It's going to take a decade or two for people to get back to what's sensible. But but this is all going to crash. And we're seeing, some, right. symptoms. We're seeing some first symptoms of this. Uh, the EV market has, has hit a big speed bump. Uh, the offshore wind along New York and New Jersey, they're, they're pulling back from all those projects. They just can't make them go financially. So we're starting to see some of the some of the symptoms. Steve, what what makes me nervous is um I love California. I mean, I absolutely love it. I haven't been for years up until very recently and I went just a few weeks ago. And it's amazing to see how the 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 Californian, which used to be the hub of hot rods and cars and freedom and hippies and all the rest of it, how they adapt to tyranny. How none of them are really they're annoyed but they're not bothered. That gas at that, it, when I went, it was $7.40. 
They were annoyed, but not really bothered. They just adapted to it. And the rolling blackouts and the ability to 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 really have your freedom stripped away. They were just like, nah, what are you gonna do? It's 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 surface knowledge they have, and they just felt like, oh, that's normal. You mean you guys don't have that? That's my fear. Human beings can adapt to slavery. They can adapt to being a serf in a society. We see it in Europe. We see it in Canada. Look at how well they adapted to being slaves during COVID no. in Australia. So my fear is there's too many Democrats, because look at Chicago. I just met a guy from Chicago who I didn't know, and he seemed like an affable, wonderful guy. And he was reluctant to point out the corruption he's living through right now. It's normal to have businesses run away. And my fear is we've been slow-boiled into the mind of a slave. Are you concerned with that at all? Well, it is. You know, you wonder how how far people can go. We'll just have to see. But, you know, there's going to be a new nickname for California, and that's going to be Unaffordable California. Oh. Uh, article just said San Diego is the most expensive place in the country. Uh, California now has electricity rates that are three times as high as any Western, uh, I'm sorry, double any Western state. Yeah. And they're number two in the nation behind Hawaii now. And they're going to go much, much higher. I mean, their electricity rates, they're talking about big new rate increases, Pacific Gas and Electric. Those prices are going to go much, much higher. And so, and it's it's primarily because of green policies. So and what's we'll amazing see, is but how I, I people think... just go, just go bankrupt. You know, I, I had a waitress who was a, who was a talkative girl, and she was telling us the money she. She's like, I never thought I'd make this money, but at the end of the day, I'm living like I did when I made a third of it because of all of those things you're talking about. And what happens is they just get acclimated to to being in poverty. And, you know, that's that's what you see, and that's the fear I have. Well, we'll just have to see. I'm I'm uh, I'm optimistic, and I think that we'll get back to a sensible energy policy, back to a low cost, reliable energy, and uh, and cut some of these subsidies. My gosh, uh, the, the amount of money that's being shoveled. You know, we got battles going on in Illinois and North Dakota, Iowa right now. They want to build carbon dioxide pipelines. Yes, uh, they want to they want to capture it from ethanol plants and then ship it all over and put it underground. Nobody would be doing that in any kind of. A, uh, capitalist system. There's absolutely no reason to do that. There's no value, and it's not going to have the slightest effect on global temperatures in any case. But yet we are the, the government is shoveling billions uh, for billions. people to build these things. Yeah. So uh, far, what's, so what, far, the 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 landowners are winning, and these pipelines aren't getting the go ahead. But we'll just have to see. Oh, please! I I, I fear the uh, idea once the politicians understand eminent domain and how Barack Obama and Trump allowed that to become a a real weapon against uh, property rights in America. So I'm wondering, are you going to title... Now, the the name of this book is called Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. Have you ever thought about just going with it and name your next book, Damn You, Photosynthesis? No? (laughs) Well, I'll have to consider that. We'll see. I'm just trying to promote this one by the way uh, this is available on amazon there are ebooks on uh, apple and google and and barnes and noble and they can get a signed copy if they go to my website steve gorham g-o-r-e-h-a-m.com steve always a pleasure having you on i really appreciate you because you do remain optimistic and you do understand that once they examine the actual true science and data there is no argument he is steve gorham thank you so much for coming on thanks john thank you we'll be back with your calls and comments this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. How about everybody's heard about the bird? The bird, bird, bird. 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 The bird
All right, I am so glad we got a call back. I want an update from my friend Jeff. You know, it's a crazy time, school. We got traitors that are presidents, traitors in our in our bureaucracies. Uh, we've got uh, communists that are IRS agent. We have transvestites that are not only admirals but doctors. Jeff, update on the transvestite doctor and your son. Yes, sir. Um, I've got Eli again with me. So, uh, hi, Eli, you handsome devil. What are you doing? Hi. <laughs> So, so what right. happened? To so we're son? on our way down there now. Right. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to say he had a successful surgery on Monday, and we are so very thankful to the big That's man awesome. for that. And awesome. uh, thankfully, it was a it was benign. Um, so he is on the road to recovery. So we're we're very grateful for that. Um, awesome. Now the situation that we talked about uh, with this with this transvestite pediatrician um at at rush so as i mentioned last call you know the individual came in the room i inadvertently to my wife referred to him as he which he was and he corrected me uh, and said no it's she well that night my wife has been down at the hospital nonstop. she hasn't left since my son was admitted last week that's the beauty of mothers Absolutely. She yeah. prayed on it that night. We talked in the morning. Her first update in the morning was that pediatrician had removed himself from having, you know, caring for my son. They put a different set of docs on, you know, nice. for the pediatrician side, and they were wonderful. So, you know, I think it's it's a testament to, you know, the power of God, the power of prayer, and you know what? God will see what's what's meant to be right and he took care of the situation i am so happy brother because i've been thinking about you i talked about it uh with honey bunny i'm so glad you called for the update and uh i want you to to uh to know we were we were all very concerned and thinking about i don't have a lot to give away but i am going to give you and your sons a shirt all right we appreciate it sean yes no i appreciate you with the update and thank god your son turned out everything turned out all right and uh it's just a wonderful story all the way around, and we don't get enough of them. Thank you, Jeff, from Highland Park. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you. Hold on. Oh, that was a good story. Wasn't that good, Squirrel? I think that was a good story. All right, Phil in uh, Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean, a good friend of yours asked me to call you and say hi. I met your buddy, Randy Donnelly, and his brother, Mike, today. What a couple of wonderful gentlemen. Everything you say about them is spot on. They really are wonderful. I, I, now, did you meet them because you wanted yeah, a price it, opinion on a tchotchke? No, no, I've got a couple of pretty rare cars, not rare, but they're sequentially numbered, and they're pretty high-end cars, and oh. Randy and Mike came out, spent about 45 minutes with me, and we think we've got a plan, and I think I'm going to go for those guys, and they are everything you say about them, straight-up oh. gentlemen, businessmen, and uh, so glad I was uh, took your recommendation. I'm going to go with the, the Donnelly boys. It's one of the bla- – I mean, there's, there's so many blessings in having this job, but one of them is you know immediately – when you meet somebody, to me, and then you you listen suspiciously for the first five minutes, and then you understand you were right with your initial reaction. They are wonderful guys, truly wonderful guys, yep. and they do provide a service. I, but before they give you the highest and best, give me a little tidbit so maybe I can undercut them before they get the property. What kind of car <laughs> you got? <laughs> um, honestly, what I've got, I've got a couple of sequentially numbered 69 Shelby GT500s. Uh, one oh. is completely done. 
One's completely done. It's about a 99-point car, and uh, the other one is kind of a basket case, but it's totally doable. But the caveat, the ultimate caveat is the first one was a, a barn find, le- legit barn find. I've got the Holy whole backstory God. on it. Wow. And the second one I was able to track down, and as I started to say, the caveat is they ended up being sequentially numbered. Holy. Um, do you, I mean, it's like hitting the lottery right there. It's insane. The, the, the odds uh, of that. You know, the odds. The I've, odds are insane. Exactly. I've all, well, they produced one. In, I think they produced forty two hundred that year. So it'd be one in forty two hundred by one uh, one in forty two hundred. Whether what's yeah. it like one in sixteen, whatever. Oh yeah, million. But the one idea you million, got but, you got the two cars, one right after the next. This phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. I've been entertaining the idea of selling the second one or finishing the second one. And Randy uh, kind of, you know, guided me and said, you know what, man, anybody that buys this high end of a car is probably going to want to redo it himself anyway. So, you know what, yeah. we're going to probably package it all up. So one is a complete and one is a basket reassemblable, you know, to be reassembled. And uh, I'm really, really happy to have met them. And uh, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I heard Phil, I love that yeah. story. I used to have an uncle that was in the car business, genius guy. His name was TJ. Wonderful mm-hmm. guy. Brilliant guy. He was a wreck, though, a mess. I mean, you know, unkempt. And if we went from being very stylish yeah. to never ironing his yeah. clothes. He had a 55 Thunderbird that was perfect. Do you know he used Ooh. to drive it as a day driver? It was insane. He'd have the racing form in the windshield, an apple on the floorboard. It was insanity, but I loved every minute of it. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. We'll see you soon, man. Bye. He he was the best. The best. Dan Skokie. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good, Dan. How are you, brother? Good. I'm going to tell you a story about how the uh, Marxists in our schools are always trying to make our kids fearful with respect to this environmental bulldog. Yeah. In 2011, the youngest of my kids, a girl, was a sophomore at Niles North, and she brought home a flyer that said a certain environmental group was going to make a presentation to the entire school. And, you know, my kids are not dummies. They listen to me when I talk to them about how this stuff is all a fraud. So she says, Dad, what do you think? So I looked up the group on the Internet, and sure enough, they were watermelons, green on the outside, red on the inside. Oh, they all are. All this and. It was all this environmental bulldog and how we only have so many years to live in the planet. So what I did is I called up an administrator at Niles North, and I said to her, uh, you know, I saw this uh, program coming up, and I'd like to give the opposite side. The administrator says, oh, no, no, this is a very neutral group. This is a very objective group. I was ready for her. I had looked at some of the quotes, and I had read some of the quotes and all the propaganda that they were going to pass off to these kids. So I said, my offer is I'm going to go ahead and make the counter presentation. You're going to take me up on it? She said, well, I'll get back to you. I went ahead and sent her an email confirming my offer, and I told her I'll do this at no charge whatsoever to Niles North. Of course, they didn't want to hear it because the objective was not to get truth out to the kids, but to make the kids little environmental warriors. Yeah. You know, Dan, there's 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 a documentary that's going to surprise you. It's done by uh, a guy I, I don't agree with on anything. It's called Planet of the Humans. Now, it was banned when it first released. It was frozen for a year. You can get it on YouTube. I know you can get it on Rumble. But have you ever, have you ever watched it? I have not. Dan, you will love it. It's called Planet of the Humans. And it's, it's by Michael Moore. And what he does is expose it for the money bundling fraud that it is in in by dissecting all of their so-called renewables none of it works 
And it is a massive cost to the people who don't know they're paying it because it's spent with government money. It's like the Biden administration. But do yourself a favor and watch it. And then, Dan, you know, there's always John Coleman. Thank you for the call, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. There's always John Coleman to debunk the fraudsters. Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm shut up, done. Sally! And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney. And yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform. And I regret it's become political instead of scientific. But the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I know though, is when you see... I because you the... wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN. But I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate scientists agree... Do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, square that. Well, that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, the the uh, government puts out about $2.5 billion directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you've got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist. So I'm not going to try to refute you well, on that's the, the facts. truth. So I'll no. say the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. If I want to know how to get Merlot... Out of cashmere, I'll ask you, Sally. In the meantime, shut up and let the scientists talk. We'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation... There he was! Still alive! What was he for Halloween? Did he dress up as Diane Feinstein? Just close one eye and jump in a chair? Ralph and Rantoul. No, Jimmy dressed up as a president because he never really was. So yeah. he's still pretending. Hey, uh, so when I've taught my undergrad econ people i always brought up the whole scam thing first of all you know there is wind is not renewable all right except if i I don't even care if you're the uh, dudes around the the fire and blazing saddles i don't care how much beans you eat you cannot pass enough wind to drive a turbine or charge your phone all right it's a scam the other thing is sean i'm telling you oil is not from fossils 
It's no. not from dead dinosaurs and plants. The earth makes it. I agree, 100%. You know, we learned that, I learned that back in chemical engineering school, something called fence gas. It's superheated steam and methane. You can start there. You can make anything. It's all about the organic chemistry. Ralph, you know what book you'd love? And I I don't know if you, did you ever read the book Titan? Rockefeller? You'd love it. Because what it talks about is is the illusion of, of a finite item of which there was an exclusivity on. And, and that's, yeah, like that's the game that's been played since the dawn of it. It's fascinating. You know, they, they, they know, the people in the know understand exactly what you just said. It's not finite. It's not made from dinosaur bones. It's, it's, it, it's nope, produced. Nope. It's a product of our earth. That's why it's everywhere, and it's so abundant. It's and that's why they can never answer never... The, ocean, the ocean floor. It releases trillions of barrels organically. There's nothing you can do about it. And they don't want to talk about and that. It, and it also is biodegradable. You know, it, when yeah. it, you get a big spill, that's a problem for a short time. The earth eats it back up. And the policies that man has manipulated is what has created the terrorism we're all experiencing now. We are the ones, through our ignorance of, of, of corruption and allowing these corporatist tours to create policies to enrich these 7th century theocrats that wouldn't have a dollar if it wasn't for American corrupt policy. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I think that you should never, ever, ever touch their left hand. Oh, yeah, you don't want to touch the left hand. Thank you very much no. for reminding us they also don't have toilet paper. George in Naperville. Uh, Sean, there was one environmental messaging that I did enjoy as a kid. It's when the car drives by and throws all the litter and the Indian standing there and a tear comes down his eye. He was a that Sicilian was gangster, not an Indian. He was less of an Indian than Elizabeth Warren, also not an Indian. For access to ports and the import of, uh, of illegal products or smuggled products or products that don't, uh, counterfeit products into, the, into our hemisphere. I think my work is primarily focused on the tri-border area of Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil, where you see this uh, network of now PSS, which is the main gang, with Hezbollah operatives and with Colombian and Mexican drug cartels moving into ever-expanding circles of collaboration, not out of ideology or religious or religion, but simply out for the ability to profit. And when I talked about the new groups that are emerging in the hemisphere, is this... T- so it's Hezbollah, Hamas, the Taliban, the Democrats, and the cartels. What do you want to talk about, Crane Puff? I was going to say that Randy Sands has been searching for some elevator shoes, but if he grows facial hair, you'll appear taller. It works for Abe Lincoln. What about Brett Ware, also known as an alias for one of your presidents, jerky boy? That doesn't bother you at all. But cowboy boots worn by a Floridian. Do you know why all Floridians wear cowboy boots? Squirrel, it's called the Eastern Diamondback and the Cottonmouth, which are indigenous to Florida. It's why a lot of them wear cowboy boots. Yeah, let me speak to Brett Weir. Uh, who's calling? Is he in? Yeah, who's calling? Look, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You don't need to talk to me? Get Brett Weir, I said. Also known as the President of the United States, an alias for the thieving rat that he is. We'll be back in 21 hours.